me and Steph Curry with the shot. Ben cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 121 of Curry in the Pot. I'm your host, I'm your guy Mike Curry, and I'm back in with another episode. This is episode number 121. If you missed last week's episode, episode number 120 with the 14-year-old phenom, my guy Bink, a fan favorite, um, a man of the people. Uh, hey, man, go check that out. <laughs> For real, go check that out, man. If you missed that one, uh, my guy Bink came through, and he talked uh, the first half of his first-round mock draft. Because NFL Draft, it will literally be here before you even know it. Honestly and truly, um, that begins on April the 23rd in Las Vegas, Nevada for the first time ever. Um, but yeah, man, it'll be here before you even know it. Um, we got some important stuff coming up in the NFL, man. NFL free agency. Um, pro days are coming up. It's just a ton of stuff happening. Uh, but my guy Bink did come through. He dropped some gems on us. Like, here's the thing about Bink. Like, Bink will say some stuff, and it may not make sense at the time, but, like, some of the stuff he says, not all of it, but some of it, it ends up being true. It really does. It ends up being true, man. Um, but shout out to Bink, man. Shout out to my guy, 14 year Phenom Bink, man. I'm just trying to inspire the youth, but uh, big shouts out to my guy, Bink. Um, there's nothing but love on this side. But I got a lot of stuff to talk about today, man. And... I'm really excited to do this, man. Um, uh, for those of you don't know, man, I'm recording a little late, man. I'm recording on Friday, March the 6th. I usually try to record before Friday, but, uh, you know, whatever, man. I started a new job this week, and it's, it's been whooping my tail, man. Adulting is no joke. Um, yeah. But here we go, man. Without further ado, man, this for all my OG fans, too, man. The people have been tuning in since way back. So here we go. Today's topics are, I want to talk about MVP, LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo are, you know, the two favorites, but Giannis is the heavy favorite. I want to talk about that. And um, underneath for that, I want to talk about differences between most outstanding and most valuable, taking LeBron for granted, how the Lakers and the Pelicans both won the trade. Zion Williamson, how he's been so impressive. Deion Waiters signed with the Los Angeles Lakers for the remainder of the season. I want to talk about that. Spike Lee and the Knicks. I want to talk about everything that's been going on with that, man, and that whole dynamic, man. James Dolan and the Knicks. You guys should be ashamed of yourself. But I want to touch on that. Um, are the Clippers starting to peak? The Clippers are 9 and, I mean, 10 and 0, I'm sorry. When all of their team plays, when all their team is fully healthy and they suit up, they are 10-0, and they are currently on a six-game win streak. They just had a huge win on the road at Houston, um, and they just they just blew them out. They controlled the whole game. Uh, I want to talk about this Tom Brady to the 49ers, man. It's been a lot made up of that um, in recent days. I want to talk about him and, and you know possibly his free agency. I want to talk about a little bit about that. And then I'm going to hop into some local news, man. We got the Redskins. Um, we got Brandon Sheriff news expected to be tagged. Um, we got Trent Williams, who has been given the permission um, to seek a trade. So the end of an era appears to be for Trent Williams in Washington. And I want to talk about how the Redskins must take defensive end out of Ohio State Chase Young. So let's get right into it. All right, guys. 
MVP. Obviously, Giannis is the heavy favorite. And he probably will win. Probably will win back-to-back MVP. Um, Big shout-out to him. And, yeah, man, Giannis is the heavy favorite. And LeBron um, has been having a remarkable a remarkable year. Um, for a guy who's in his seventeenth season, um, he's leading the NBA in assists. And I do think Giannis will win it. Um, but I, I I do see the argument for LeBron James, which leads me to talk about the differences between most outstanding and most valuable. Now, in my in my opinion, and many many others' opinion, LeBron James is always the most valuable player. And what I mean by that is, look what happens when LeBron James leaves. Look at when he first left Cleveland. They were a disaster. They had they had multiple number one picks. They had Kyrie Irving, um, Anthony Bennett. So they had, what, two number one picks in four years until he came back? And then you look at Miami um, when they left. When he left, I'm sorry. And things just went downhill. The Heat never returned to, I mean, they're a better organization, but they never returned to, they never got back to the promised land, pretty much. And um, you see when LeBron James left the Cavs, again, they're a disaster. They're a disaster. They've been in the lottery ever since. Um, Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, those guys have been picked up in recent drafts, so... It's, that's what I mean by value. He's the most valuable player. And when even to this day, even to this day, when you this watch day. the Lakers, to this day, when LeBron James is not to on the court, day. when you don't play, they're kind of, mainly in the games where he's playing, they're unwatchable, yo. And they, it's like their offense isn't even, it, well, it's not even, it, it's, it's, it's not the same at all. It's, it's kind of unwatchable. It's, it's pretty bad. Um, Rajon Rondo uh, usually takes over at point guard. LeBron James is playing point guard too. That's another point, man. He's playing a different position, even though he's always been that point forward and always had the ball in his hands. He's playing point guard this year. And that's what I just mean, man. In terms of value, whenever LeBron James leaves a place, they're awful. It's a disaster. The team suck. And particularly the Cavs. Um, the Heat did fall off a little bit. Um, been in a lottery what a couple of times. Um, I know they got Justice Winslow, on uh, one year in the lottery. Um, I feel like the old Tyler Hero was in the lottery. Um, so yeah. And as far as most outstanding, yes, I do think Giannis has, has been outstanding. Um, just look at the numbers: twenty nine, thirteen, and five. While shooting 50% from the field and also currently on pace to have the highest PR ever. I, I do see it. And then I can also see the argument that people make for Giannis. And, you know, they say, well, you know, Giannis doesn't have nearly as good as a second um, a, a second player as uh, LeBron James does. LeBron has Anthony Davis. The second best player on the Bucks is Chris Middleton. Who is an all-star? Nevertheless, but he he's not even on the same stratosphere as Anthony Davis. So, like I said, man, I do see both sides, man. But I do think 
with everything that LeBron has had to endure, you know, this this whole Kobe tragedy, um, he who was counted out, he had a major injury last year. Um, I get it. But normally, you know, the MVP goes to the best player on the team with the best record. And there's only been a few instances where that has not happened. Um, but that's usually what happens, man. That's usually what happens. Um, so I want to... I want to switch gears, and um, and I want to stick with basketball, as I mentioned earlier. But I want to talk about taking LeBron James for granted. Now, I hate to say this or bring up the late great Kobe Bryant, but I always felt, um, you know, I was a big Kobe Bryant fan. You guys know that. That's well documented. Um, if you guys didn't know that, um, go check out uh, two of my most recent episodes, my tribute. But... I always felt, and maybe because, you know, I was, you know, a teenager, but I always felt that the people around me would take Kobe Bryant for granted. And and even still after he retired, I always felt like people still took his greatness for granted. You know, they were all, oh, he, 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 he was a chucker. He shot the ball too much. Um, he ran Shaq out of town. Shaq carried him. And which is not true, <laughs> which is not true. Shaq did not carry him. Yes, Shaq was the best player, but carry, no sir. Um, but I always felt as if people took Kobe Bryant for granted, as if he was gonna play forever. You know what I'm saying? And I just do not want us to do the same thing when it comes to LeBron James, who is a top three player of all time. I don't want us as sports fans to get into the habit of taking him for granted you know i i do it i do it too as a lakers fan even i just be too tired to watch the game sometimes man i know that some games start at 10 now and 9 30 but i just be i just be out of it man and when i do watch it i i i can't watch the whole thing i just be so tired um because i don't i don't really stay up that late but i want us to get into the habit of you know, when the playoffs roll around, that we got to watch LeBron James, man. We got to watch a living legend. You know what I'm saying? Like, to lead the NBA in assists in their 17th year at age 35, LeBron James, is an a- he's an alien. <laughs> he's an alien. Um, He literally only had one major injury, which was last year. Um, And so, so much was said about him that he came to the Lakers to be a movie star or just to focus on his brand and that stuff may be true to a degree but people are saying as if that's the that's the only that's the primary reason he came in basketball was just a sidekick now i don't think that um i do think that was definitely that definitely played a role of course lifestyle who doesn't want to live in california los angeles to be exact but i say all this to say that i, I just don't want us to take lebron james for granted he's averaging 25 10 and 7 at the age of 35, he, he's not going to be around for too much longer, guys. Um, what he's able to, what he's been able to do and accomplish, and it's like, like the numbers that he puts up, it's almost like we got, we became numb to it. And I, and I, I don't want that. I don't want to. I don't want us to do that. I, I really don't, man. The Lakers are the number one seed out west right now, and in part to LeBron James. Obviously, good point to Anthony Davis. Been on the team as well, of course. But let's work on not taking LeBron for granted as much. Okay, guys. My next topic is 
how the Lakers and the Pelicans both won the trade. Um, so you all know about the big trade that went down um, over the summer. And um, it was Anthony Davis, of course, being sent over to the new um, to the Los Angeles Lakers from the New Orleans Pelicans. And um, the Pelicans received the package of Lonzo Ball, um, Brandon Ingram, as well as Josh Hart in a draft choice, um, which was the number four overall pick, which they flipped over to the Hawks, and they got two picks. And the Pelicans received two picks, and that ended up being Jackson Hayes. And um uh and I think uh Nikhil Alexander Walker. But I say all this to say that um this is a rare occurrence of both teams winning the trade. Now obviously the Pelicans aren't in good shape record wise right now, but Zion has only been back for what a month. And he's been outstanding. He's been everything as advertised. He's been He's been a phenom, you know what I'm saying? And um, I know he wasn't directly part of the trade, um, but because the Pelicans are going to get the number one pick anyways. But, I mean, who knows, man? It could This thing could be rigged, you know what I'm saying? But maybe maybe, maybe um, Adam Silver looked out for the Pelicans because of all that AD stuff. But whatever, man. Um, I know he wasn't directly a part of that trade I just mentioned. But he's been a great building block for the future, and he's going to be one of the faces of the league in in a few years. Um, he he he's he's box office and he's must watch. But when I look at the other pieces, you got Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, who was a first time All Star. Um, big shout out to my guy Bi Josh Hart. This is a rare occurrence of both teams winning the trade because we were just talking about maybe a week ago that. Wow, the Pelicans could be in the, you know, they could make the playoffs and they could they could get the AC and, and it's still very possible. Um, I do think Memphis will wrap it up, but now it's just like, what if the Pelicans had Zion for the entire year? Um, I think they definitely would be in the playoff uh, hunt. Well, they would definitely be uh, one of the top eight seeds right now, probably like seven or eight. Um, probably definitely eight if Zion had been healthy. So. And then you look on the flip side of the Lakers. Obviously, he's paying Anthony Davis is paying dividend. He's been everything as advertised. Um, one of the true elite players in the league. Um, he's been elite for a while. He's been elite since 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 high school and college um, when he started uh, in his Kentucky days. Um, so I just wanted to point that out, man. Both teams actually won the trade. This this is a very rare occurrence. Um, we look. We look back at a big trade that happened a few years ago where the Kyrie Irving was um, dealt over to Boston and Isaiah Thomas was dealt over to Cleveland. Um, that didn't work out. Isaiah Thomas has never been the same. Um, his hip, um, it sucks that his career has taken the turn that it's taken um, when he had the hip injury when he was in the playoffs with the Celtics and he was traded over to Cleveland. Uh, he's never been the same. Um, so that... And then even on the Celtics, I mean, yeah, they got the best player, but that Kyrie Irving thing did not work out well. It really didn't. It really didn't. Like, I feel like the Kyrie Irving Celtics era is may go down and be like a forgotten point of his career. Like people gonna be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, Kyrie was on the Celtics, but uh, you know when they made that deep playoff run, he was hurt. You know, he was always hurt on the Celtics. I feel like that's what people gonna say about Kyrie. Um, Obviously, people are going to bring up uh, what he did in the 2016 Finals on the Cavs. 
But I feel like the Celtics might be, when Kyrie Irving's career is said and done, that might be a forgotten time in history that people are going to be like, oh, yeah, he did. But like I said, man, it's really rare that both teams win a trade. Um, so that's all I got on that. Um, moving right along. So the Lakers signed yesterday, they signed guard Deion Waiters um, to the remainder for the remainder of the season. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, they, they just they only got Deion Waiters. But I I I got a lot to say about Deion Waiters. And um this is this is a, a area that they needed to fill as far as having a pure hooper on the team, having a having a shot creator, having a guy who does not have a conscience. He he does not care. Now that could hurt your team at a fault sometimes, but Deion Waiters is the type of guy like you need pure hoopers, a Deion Waiters or a, a J.R. Smith, um, who the Lakers were also uh, working out. Um, guys who can just go get a bucket, because that's at the end of the game. That's what the NBA is all about. It's all about buckets. Forget it. Forget efficiency. Forget field goal percentage. Not entirely, but. At the end of the day, it's all about getting a bucket. And they picked up a guy who can do it. I'm not saying he could do it at a super high level. Uh, Jamal Crawford is another guy who's a pure hooper. You know what I'm saying? You just put him in the game, and he'll, he he can give you 20, 30 any given night. Um, Deion Waiters can get you 20 points any given night. Um, I like this move because they, 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 they desperately needed somebody who can come off the bench and do that. And... You look at some of Deion Waiters' uh, performances. Uh, he had a game winner over against the Warriors a couple of years ago. Um, guy's just a hooper. He, he, he just—he's he, a bucket man. I know a lot of people talk about, um, you know, the memes and the gifs, uh, that gummy bear situation that happened. Um, but I—I I, want to point this out, and I want to—if you guys haven't read this. Um, Go go read Deion Waiters' player tri- Players Tribune, which came out a few years ago, back back in 2017, I believe. Um, but it was some good stuff, man. Deion Waiters was just talking about growing up in Philly, and you know, just the the swag that you gotta, just the way you gotta carry yourself when you're growing up in Philly. Um, he he talked about how his mom and his dad had both got shot by the time that he was 12. And he was just talking about how he would go play basketball, you know, on the playground and, you know, grown men and people would just be coming up and filling up the bleachers when he was a middle schooler. And he said he sees all the memes and stuff. And he said, you know, people always say, you know, he's never seen a shot he didn't like. And he's got irrational confidence. He thinks he's the best player in the NBA. And Deion Waiter said, hell yeah, I do. I have to. He said, you think you can survive in Philly without irrational confidence? And and that and that hit home for me. Excuse me for that, um, for my phone. But that hit home for me because and it gave me a newfound respect for him. I encourage you guys to go check out that article. Go back. Like I said, it came out in 2017. And um It's deep, man. It's deep. But I say this to say that they needed a guy who was a, was a microwave of a player who can, who's a pure hooper who can 
who can just put the, just can go get a bucket, create his own shot. The Lakers don't have a ton of guys that can do that. Um, LeBron James pretty much creates open shots for uh, you know teammates. Um, Anthony Davis he can get his he can create his own shot. Um, Kyle Kuzma can do it, but not consistently. Deion Waiters is a little bit inconsistent as well, um, which is probably why he's on another team again. But you you need guys like that. You definitely need guys like that. Um, so that's all I'm going to say about that. Oh, on the counter, on the flip side, um, the Clippers, they're annoying, man. They signed Reggie Jackson a couple weeks ago, but today they signed center Joakim Noah. Now, I, I don't know. I mean, I always thought the Clippers need another big body, but um, I don't know if this is it. Um, he's washed up. He's been washed up since he was on the Knicks. That failed experiment. He was on the Grizzlies, I believe, last year. Um, just wanted to point that out. Um, but I want to move on to the Spike Lee thing. Now, Spike Lee, as you all know, famous, famous. He's he, Spike Lee's a legend. You know, in the world of film, you know, being the director, etc., etc. And um, a lot of people know him. Um, and you should know him as. New York Knicks super fan. Spike Lee has been having season tickets to the New York Knicks for 28 years. Now, I'm 25 years old, so that just puts into perspective how long Spike Lee has been a season ticket holder for the New York Knicks. And um, he said the other day on first take that they wouldn't let him in to an employee entrance. And I, I just think that's petty, bro. This is a man who has spent... Ten million dollars, giving ten million dollars, and spending that on the Knicks for the last twenty-eight years, and y'all telling me y'all stopping this man over over an entrance? Like it shouldn't matter. It's it's Spike Lee. Now I'm not just saying, um, you know, let people in just because they're celebrity, but I mean, this is a guy who has been pouring into your business for twenty-eight years. That is a long time. That is nearly three decades. I just said that I'm twenty-five. And he's been doing that before I was born. So why would you why would you mistreat pretty much a loyal customer and a super fan and a and an icon like Spike Lee? Why would you treat him like that? Um, James Dolan, I don't know what's going on with you and the Knicks. Um, we all know about that Charles Oakley thing that happened a few years ago, um, which was just bizarre. And Spike Lee said he would not go to the Knicks game for the remainder of the season. And I don't blame him. And maybe he should never go back. Um, they owe this man a sincere apology, and um, this should this just shouldn't have happened. It does it doesn't make any sense. You won't see the Lakers do this to Jack Nicholson or Denzel Washington or even um, the Miami Heat doing this to DJ Khaled or Rick Ross or Little Wayne. This just won't happen. Or or the um, well Drake works with the Raptors, so but but they they wouldn't do him like that either. So you you guys get my point. Um, I want to move on and I want to transition. I'm still sticking with the NBA, but the Los Angeles Clippers are starting to peak and they're playing their, uh, they're playing their best basketball at the right time. As I mentioned at the top of the show, they're currently on a six game win streak. Um, they're 10 and 0 when all of their players play and this team is looking scary, man. It's looking playoff ready. Um, they just blew out, uh, the Houston Rockets who will be in fact the playoff team. They just blew them out, and they just beat them like it was nothing. Like it was nothing. Kawhi Leonard, um, I want, it looks like he has a better handle now. He has a more fluid handle. Um, 
I genuinely just feel like, and I was, and I never want to overreact to the Clippers when they were losing games and stuff because they're just trying to get to the playoffs. They're just trying to get to the postseason. We all know how about Kawhi Leonard load managing. Um, now him and Paul George do have a tendency to get injured, but um, they're right now they're just pacing themselves to get to the playoffs. And right now they're playing some really good basketball, man. Like I said, six game win streak. Um, they're looking good, man. They're looking good. So I just wanted to acknowledge that. I don't want to seem like I'll, I'll just talk about LeBron and you know the Lakers and stuff like that. But I wanna I wanna shed some light on the Clippers, man. They're they're playing some good ball, man. At the right time, playoffs is a month away, and they're doing what they're supposed to do. Um, integrating guys into their system, Marcus Morris, Reggie Jackson. Getting the rotations right. They're getting ready, man. They're gearing up, man. They're going to be extremely tough to beat. Extremely tough. Um, I want to switch gears, and I want to shift over to the NFL. I've got a couple more topics before I wrap up the show. But I want to talk about uh, Tom Brady to the 49ers. Um, this has been getting a lot of traction in the news lately. Past couple of days. At least the last three days. Um, Tom Brady grew up a 49ers fan. I grew up a fan of Joe Montana, Steve Young. Um, back then, the 49ers were one of the teams, um, you know, Dallas Cowboys. But um, And they, they, they were one of those teams um, back then, back in that era. Um, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, um, all those great players. Um, but Tom Brady grew up a 49ers fan. He grew up um, not too far from uh, San Fran. And um, it's just, it's kind of crazy because um, the 49ers just made a Super Bowl appearance. And um, they were just a quarter away from becoming Super Bowl champions. And I wouldn't even be having this dialogue if they would have just sealed the deal. Um, But I digress. And um, I just want to talk about the real news here. And that's, that's Tom Brady possibly going to the 49ers and maybe... I guess Jimmy Garoppolo going back to the Patriots. Now that would be bizarre. That would be crazy. Um, now, do the, the does this make the 49ers favorites like the prohibitive favorites if Tom Brady were in fact go there? I mean, obviously the front runners are still the Patriots, and I also heard the Tennessee Titans uh, would be in play. Um, he's tight with head coach Mike Vrabel of the Titans, and um, the Chargers will also be in play. Um, Dana White of the UFC is recruiting Antonio. I mean, he's recruiting Tom Brady, rather, to the Raiders. Um, he had a pretty compelling uh, pretty compelling um, speech and offer to him. Telling him and pretty, pretty compelling recruiting pitch, rather, to Tom Brady to come to the Raiders. Uh, but uh, Tom Brady to the... I don't, I just don't know. Because it's, it's still kind of hard for me to imagine Tom Brady in a different uniform. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have a gut feeling that him and the Patriots, they're going to work this thing out um, for at least a couple more years. Um, the Patriots are going to get him some weapons. This is what I think. Um, but I, I think this 49ers thing is interesting. I don't know if it's all the way real. Um, free agency is in two weeks. I just don't know, man. I just don't know. But I just want to touch on it because that's been in the news the past couple of days. Um... So let me switch over to some local news. And um this involves the Washington Redskins, all my uh 
all my DMV people, um, which is most of my audience, uh, you guys want to stick around. So, uh, and big shout out to the guy, good guys over at District Live Sports. Shout out to Rob. Um, shout out, shout out to Dame, man. They've been doing their thing. Uh, the good folks over at District Live um, Sports Podcast, District Live Sports. Shout out to them. Um, they love the, they love, they love the DMV team, especially that boy Dame, man. He love the Redskins. He get. <laughs> He get overly emotional. Rob, Rob, Rob. He like the he like he like all the DMV teams too. But he don't he, he don't get as emotional as Dane. Um, but shout out to those guys, man. Shout out to District Live Sports, man. Had to give a shout out to those guys. Uh, but yeah, man. Want to talk about the Redskins and um, a couple of things happened this week involving the Skins. Um, they are expected to franchise tag guard Brandon Scherf, Pro Bowl guard rather, Brandon Scherf. Um, last year he wasn't at his best. Um, anybody that's a Redskins fan uh, or just watches football knows that he did not play well. He did not play particularly well last year. And I think this franchise tag, obviously, it is to buy the team and the player time to continue negotiations. And they have up until July to do that. I believe it's this year, the 17th of July. Usually mid-July. And uh, they're hopeful to get a deal done. They're over to get a deal done. I saw a report earlier that they hope to work this thing out so that the franchise tag doesn't have to be an option. So they can just get rid of the tag and just sign them to a long-term deal. So hopefully that does happen, man. I do like Brandon Scherf. I always believe in um, you have to be really good up front, man. You do. You do. Even though the right side of the offensive line with him and Morgan Moses was not um, as good last year, it's not as good as it should have been. But on the left side, you had Donald Penn and Eric Flowers, um, who was a big surprise last year. I was shocked. I was shocked at how good he played. But uh, Eric Flowers was actually the best guard on the team last year in, in terms of play. I'm not saying he's better than Brandon Scherf by any any stretch, but he played better last year. Um, so I just wanted to talk about that. And then other news for the Redskins, um, Trent Williams. Um, Pro Bowl, All-Pro left tackle for the Washington Redskins has been given the permission uh, to seek a trade. Seek a trade. Um, Him and Ron Rivera, Trent Williams and Ron Rivera have had discussions. Um, But I think they're going to kick the tires on this thing in in part ways. Um, I've always been a big Trent Williams fan because, number one, he's a left He has the most swag for a left tackle for offensive linemen. Like, he got the swag, bro. Like, the tats, the visor, the dark visor. Trent Williams got swag. And he's athletic. He's super athletic, man. Bro, just a beast, man. So, for a guy that supported the Redskins uh, for the length of time that I did, um, I, I kind of heard to see him go, man. kind of heard to see Big 71 go, the captain of the team. Um, one of the best left tackles in all of football. He's going to be a future Hall of Famer. Um, looks like they're going to move on. It looks like both, both sides are going to move on. Um, and if, as long as the Redskins get good compensation back, man, I guess I have to be all right with it because I mean, I would rather have him here blocking for Dwayne Haskins, but if he doesn't want to be here and if you can get value for him, good value, um, by all means make the trade on this is a guy who who sat out all of last year. Um, we don't know about the Bruce Allen thing. And that's another thing I got to point out, man. 
without Trent Williams, if he didn't take a stand and sit out last year, would Bruce Allen still be employed? So, Trent Williams, whether he's on the team or not next year, which it looks like he'll be on a different team. Um, there's been teams such as the Jets, the Browns, I believe the Chargers and the Cardinals have shown entrance in Trent Williams. And um, but regardless, man, it looks like he may have been the guy to get Bruce Allen out of here. And um, Redskins fans across the world are extremely grateful for that, man. So, Trent, thank you for a great career for the Redskins, man. You know, like I said, multiple-time Pro Bowler, multi-time All-Pro. Just a beast, man. Just a nasty player, man. I've always loved Trent, man. Always, always, always loved Trent, man. So, looks like he's going to go. But a big shout-out to Trent Williams, man, for everything he did for the Skins. Uh, shout out to him. Um, last topic before I get off and before I leave you all for the week. Um, I want to talk about how the Redskins must draft Chase Young. Um, I'm just I'm not even gonna say nothing. I'm not even gonna say which I probably thought I was gonna say. But the Redskins must draft Chase Young. I know there've been uh, reports out there. And people saying, people such as Mel Kuyper saying that the Redskins should take Tua. Come on, man. Come on, man. This is a guy who's had numerous injuries in, at, on the college level. Um, the hip injury. Yeah, yeah, he'll get cleared. Okay, so what? All right, so what? But people are viewing Chase Young as a generational talent. As a generational talent. Um, the comparisons are crazy. Um I talked to someone last night. They said he could be the, the next Lawrence Taylor. I'm talking to people, you know, Von Miller, Khalil Mack. Um, he can impact the game like that. I think so. I really do. And he's regarded as the best prospect in the draft. The Redskins, um, assuming Joe Burrow goes number one, the Redskins will have the opportunity to take him number two. And if you can get the best player in the draft at number two, Obviously, if you've done very, very well for yourself. Um, if the Bengals didn't have a knee at quarterback, Chase Young would be gone off the board in, in five minutes. <laughs> in five minutes. Um, So I kind of just want to put all this Tua stuff to bed. It's looking like smoke and mirrors, even though people like pro football focus are saying the Redskins are going to take Tua in their mock draft. Y'all can miss me with that, man. The Redskins must take Chase Young. They have to. I already know they have a good D-line. You get you drafted Montez Sweat next year. So what? So what? You got to do what the good teams do, man. That's have multiple pass rushers, multiple guys on the defensive side of the ball. I always believe in building up front and on the trenches. You pair Chase Young with uh, Ryan Kerrigan, assuming they get a new deal done with him. Uh, Matt Ioannidis, a beast, man. Uh, John Allen, Deron Payne, Montez Sweat, as I mentioned. Having all those guys... On the D-line, and then not to mention uh, Ruben Foster coming back. Hopefully, he comes back healthy. Cole Holcomb, who I liked last year. You got to do it. You got to do it, man. And he's a hometown guy. You got You can't screw this one up. And I think, um, you know, since the Redskins got Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio, I think this is like a no-brainer for them. So, I do think it will happen. Um, I just feel like a bunch of, like, conflicting reports always come around. For the Redskins. I feel like you don't hear the smokescreen stuff with other teams. But you always want to hear with the Redskins. Maybe because I'm in the DMV. But it just, it always seems that way. 
Um, so that's pretty much. Um, did I miss anything? I don't think I did. Um, that's pretty much it, man. That's that's all I really wanted to talk to you guys about, man. I actually wrote all these topics out, and um, I thought you guys would like it, man. It's been a minute since I've done, um, you know, an episode where I had numerous topics, and that was cool to do, man. That was cool to do. So I want to thank everybody for listening. I'm your guy, I'm your host Mike Curry, and I am signing out. Episode number 121 is done. Peace.